Have you struggled with achieving life's goals, accomplishing success, while finding and following the purpose and call God has for your life? Hello, and welcome to ForgeCast, a podcast discussing the challenges of achieving your financial goals with the focus of being defined by God's purpose and what He has called you to do in your life. Let us take you on a personal life journey through each episode that will hopefully help you achieve defining your life by who God wants you to be, not by the things that we possess in this world. Welcome to the second episode of ForgeCast. And today we're going to be talking about if I knew then what I know now. And I will be referring to uh, many things that will relate to our young people, but hopefully everyone will get something out of this broadcast. So join us for the next few moments as we talk about some experiences that we have had and what we feel that is important to share with you. You may not know this, but I read a statistic this past week about um, the workforce, and the statistic says that in research that there are 3.4 million people who have left the workforce since 2020. Of course, we know what happened in 2020 with the pandemic, and it took out a lot of uh, people in the workforce. Not only that, it took out a lot of small businesses, uh, affected a lot of churches, a lot of ministries, but many people were able to survive it because they had positioned themselves and they knew some very basic things about finance that helped them to overcome the things that were brought upon them because of the pandemic. I, I, so one of the things that I think I want to share with you today is talking about finance. Finance is made up of three ingredients that you cannot really change no matter who you are, what stage in life you're in, or your financial position in life. And that is finance is made up of income, expense, and profit. Basically, profit can be defined as anything that is left over on the table after the income, what comes in, and the outgo or the expense is paid out. So everything, it doesn't matter if you're a teenager working your first job at a supermarket or you're um, in college trying to work your way through college or you have started a small business and you're trying to establish uh, the small business or you've been in business a, a long time and uh, you're just trying to ride the roller coaster of uh, economics up and downs. Uh, it, it, it all evolves around the same three ingredients, the same three parts, and that is money in, money out, and what's left over. And if there's not enough money coming in at any given time and money goes out is greater than money coming in, it immediately creates a... Not, not just a challenge, but it creates massive problems within any organization, business, company, church, or uh, 
individual, just an individual. So we're going to talk about that because from beginning of uh, your teenage years, the necessities of life that you have are usually met by somebody else. We call that needs. So you have two columns. You have needs and you have wants. In the need column uh, are such items as um, automobile payment, insurance, food, clothing, housing, these gasoline. The, these are labeled as needs. We have to have them to live a, uh, a, a normal life. Those are things that, that we work for, first of all, to meet our needs. Now, as a young person, many of you will uh, not feel the pressure of that at first until you've stepped out on your own because you're going to be uh, your needs are going to be met by parents who are working and they're going to make sure that you have food they're going to make sure you have clothing and they're going to make sure you have shelter most in this generation are blessed with parents that make sure you have a way to go in transportation uh, so they cover a lot of your needs, but that's going to change. One day you are going to step into what we call the real world and you're going to face the real world. And uh, so if you know a little bit now um, of what I did not know when I was your age, then I think, uh, you know, maybe this broadcast or this show could be something that will that will bless you. So what can I share with you? First of all, over in the needs column. Let's just say that is uh, that is provided by by someone else right now for you. Then there is the wants. And when you want something such as you want something that parents don't feel that it's a necessity. So you say, well, I want that. So I want to work for that. I, re I recall when I was 15 years old, um, I had bought my first car, paid two hundred fifty dollars in the early 70s. And um, so I was proud of my first car. I had worked for it. I had uh, I had saved my money and I had purchased my first car, but I still wanted more things. And um, it just seemed like minimum wage was not going to supply some of the things I wanted. Uh, so I was out at my grandfather's farm one day and uh, I'd always went out and helped him in the in the summer and the spring, plant the farm. He always raised a pretty good sized garden, and um, so I was out there. And I guess if you wanted to look at it, it was my first adventure as an entrepreneur, and that was I looked over uh, across the road at a piece of one acre plot that he had that he. And I asked my grandfather, I said, are you going to are you going to plant that over there? He said, I think I'm not this year. He said, I think I've got all I want right here. Well, I had been seeing a man selling watermelons down in the parking lot at the grocery store out of the back of his truck. And I got to thinking if I could raise some watermelons in that one acre patch, then I could put them on my truck and, and uh, when they got ready and I could go and I could sit down at a, at a store and I could sell watermelons and make some extra money. 
outside of the minimum wage that I was making so I could add a little bit to my income. So uh, I asked my grandfather, I said, can you plow that up over there and let me plant some watermelons over there and uh, just see what happens? And he said, oh, yeah, he said, I'll I'll plow it up and I'll row it up for you and you can uh, you do whatever you want to with it. So I went and got my seed and fertilized and came back and um, he had it all plowed up and ready. And so I planted my garden, my my one acre patch of watermelons. And um, at the point that I did it, I did not really realize I had created um, a demand to work more than I really wanted to. And that was because it wasn't long before I realized that weed started growing. So I had to go down to the farm and I had to um, take a hoe and hoe out the weeds every week, make sure that they didn't overtake uh, the watermelon vines and um, I would have something to show for my labor. So I did that, went through those times. I would get off of work at the grocery store and I would run down there and I would hoe out the weeds and and um, <clears throat> think about it now. This is a 15-year-old boy with a dream that I'm going into the watermelon business. Well, uh, it, it put blisters on my hands. It put experience in my life. And um, at the end of the day, uh, much to my surprise, and I think the surprise of my grandfather, uh, I had an acre full of good, healthy watermelons. So I stopped by the peddler that was at the grocery store downtown selling his watermelons out of the back of the truck. And I just asked him, I said, if I pick my watermelons, I've got, I've got some watermelons I planted. If I pick them, would you be interested in buying them? He said, where, where's your, um, where's your watermelons at? I said, well, they're down the road a little ways on my grandfather's farm. It's a one acre patch. And uh, he said, well, uh, let's run down there and look at them. I said, okay, let's go. So we went down there and um, he looked over the patch and he said, is this your first patch of watermelons? I said, well, yeah. I said, I had, um, I had someone helping me as far as telling me what to do. My grandfather, he's been in the business a long time. So he looked over the field and he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll give you $150 for the entire patch and you won't have to touch them. We'll pick them and you won't have to bother with them. I stood there a minute and I thought, I wonder what I could make if I picked them and sold them myself versus letting him have them for $150. Well, at 15 years old, you want to get out of work. You don't want to create more work. So it wasn't long that I drew the conclusion, you know what, I think um, I'll do that. So he paid me $150 for it. $150 was a lot of money. Remember, I just, the beginning of the year probably, uh, bought my first car for $250. So $150, now it wasn't a new car. It was, a, it was, an, it was quite an old car, but it was, it was a good car. But $250, $150 would go a long way. I learned the value of work and gaining income. 
And the first rule of finance is you have to create income. And you will naturally create expenses. You do not have to create expenses. They will come natural. Basically, expenses are uh, something you add to. You don't create. You already have them. Uh, I had a car, so I had to have gas. Um, I had to have tires. I had to have oil changes, fix flats, uh, repair engines, pay for insurance. So those were just some of my few expenses that I had. And so income was something that I wanted to increase because I wanted to do other things. I wanted to play some. I wanted to enjoy some things and I wanted to have some things even at a young age. So it creates that vacuum, the vacuum of financial world. And that is income battling with expenses. And then making sure there is something left over that you may call profit or you may call it um, uh, savings or just what's left in the bank when you pay the monthly bills. Too many people are living week to week, month to month. And believe me, I've probably, if I put a percentage on it, the largest percentage of my life, I I have lived it at that place. And uh, it's quite possible I'll live it at that place again. But to let you know some of the basics behind the principle of income and expense and profit, just let me make you aware of something. If If you're sailing along and everything's going good and you increase your expenses, and your income has not increased that much, but yet there's still just a little bit left on the table. And then all of a sudden, there is a change. It could be an income, or there could be an increase in expense. But there is a change. Now, when that change happens, and you find yourself in a position that your income does not take care of your expenses, when it has in the past, but now all of a sudden things have changed and you look at that and you say, what do I do now? Well, there is uh, a couple of choices. Number one, when you deplete all your savings or the profit that you have stored, then there is a, um, there's a need to do something else. And that's what we call borrow money. You may do it in a form of a credit card or you may do it in the form of a uh, a loan from the bank or a loan from a family member. But you may find yourself at some given time where you are in this situation. And I really don't think the word is may. If I look back to then and know what I know now, That happened to me more times than I really want to uh, admit. And so you have to prepare for that. You have to be aware of that. We have an accounting business, and I had a client tell me, he said, I set up his payroll, and I said, now, you've got to make sure that when I make your payroll that there is enough money in your bank to cover that payroll. 
And uh, the words he said to me was this, you will not have to worry about that. He said, I will never be in a place that I will miss a payroll. I looked at him and I said, I really hope that's true. But from experience, I don't think I have a client in the accounting business that has not called me and said, hey, I didn't get a deposit this week. I uh, didn't get paid this week. Can you hold off on payroll until a few days and let me get some money in the bank? Now, you may be the exception, but and I hope so, but it is probably not going to be the exception. And sure enough, about a year later, I got a call and he said, hey, I'm going to have to hold up on payroll. And um, I said, yes, sir, I understand. He said, money's short right now. I'm waiting on a check to come in, a deposit to be made. So it doesn't matter how well your intentions are. This is a part of the financial cycle of life. It would be nice if we all was super rich and we didn't have this to worry about. But I'm just going to tell you, even people that are dealing with a lot of money, they find themselves in a what is called a cash flow crunch. They may have assets. They may have house may be paid for. They may have assets that are paid for. But the cash flow slows down because something in the mechanism and the wheel quits turning. And uh, I've had this happen to me throughout life way more than I want to give credit to. But I do know this. When I look back over it, I made it through every time. God made a way because God defined me and not the things of this world, not pleasure, not possessions, not passion, but God. And that's what has to be your identity. You have to realize that without God, it is going to be a struggle financially to, to, to uh, accomplish what you want to accomplish in life. You know, it would be my uh, desire to instill inside of all the young people that listen to this podcast to start your own business. Um, some of the other um, statistics I read this past week says this. It says that 20% of startup businesses fail in the first year. 50% of small businesses fail or cease to exist in the first five years. That 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 is a uh, that is a staggering number. Half of the businesses that start up will fail, and that's not even bringing into consideration a, uh, a, a hard time like we went through with the pandemic, and a hard time like we went through in two thousand eight with subprime loans crashing. And uh, we can talk about all that later. We will be covering that period of our life. This is a journey. And we're, that is why we're backing up to our teen years. And just let you know that as we begin to focus, even as a teenager, I realize, hey, I want more than I can afford. And the only way I can get what I want is I've got to get the income up above the expense 
to the point that I am able to afford the things that I want. And without borrowing on them and borrowing on everything and getting upside down in all the loans of the things that you want to have. And that is so important. If you stay beneath the value of an item and you take out a loan on it, then you can sell it, cash it in, and actually have a little bit money and not have that expense of that payment again. That's, that's to me, that's good decision making. And it's things that we should consider. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about um, how to set up something like QuickBooks and how to set up your income and track your income and expense and um, understanding the balance sheet because the balance sheet tells you a whole lot. But the key that I want to give you today is as you begin to approach college life or stepping out on your own into a young married family, these principles are going to be there and they're going to be uh, they're going to stand true and they're going to be real no matter what you do or what you decide to become in life. In, in my situation, uh, being called on the ministry at the age of 19, I subsidized that ministry all but about 12 or 14 years of that ministry, uh, which I was full time in those few years uh, of my 40-something years of ministry. So I, I understand what it is to be focused on doing the will of God, focused on fulfilling the call of God and following God, and at the same time having to provide for your family and having to grow a family and um, meet the expenses and the needs that that we have as a family and then at the same time understand how important it is that we keep in balance the money flowing in and the money flowing out. To some degree, we control both, but there are times that we will not be able to control it. And it's in those times that we have to have uh, maybe a little bit of advice and wisdom and understanding and be able to have someone help us to redefine where we are and what we need to do and what we need to look at. And, and those things are important. And I think that, um, I think today if I can share those with you and I can instill within you that let someone along the path, let them be the encourager and the mentor to your life and uh, never, never feel that you do not have the, um, the, the right to, to sit down with someone and say, hey, have you ever been here and what did you do to get through it? Uh, Warren Buffett made a statement this week in an interview that really caught my attention. And he said, at 91 years old, when I look back over life, he said, the things that I thought were so bad turned out well. Now, that didn't mean it turned out the way he wanted it, but what he's saying is it turned out okay. He made it through it, and it didn't bankrupt him. And, of course, he's one of the great wealthy billionaires of this day, 
but he has a lot to say and he has a lot of wisdom that that uh, we can we can glean from. So I want to close today with this this statement, this quote, keep success, the servant, not the master. Keep your focus on what's most important in your life. And if you do that and let God define you, I promise you, you're going to see great things in your life ahead. And I believe there's a journey for you that is going to be God-directed and it's going to be God-given. And I look forward to being a part of that in these podcasts by just sharing the journey that I have already passed through. My wife and my family, we have went through and down that road. And hopefully somehow it will, something will be said. It will be an inspiration to you to encourage you on a given day when you say, hey, if I can just listen to somebody else that's been here and has been through this, then I'm going to be encouraged to go further on in life. And that's the goal. Keep God first. All things will follow. God bless you. See you on the next episode. And we thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Forgecast. We hope you have been encouraged by something that has been shared here. Please subscribe to this show so you will be sure to catch the upcoming episodes and interviews. Remember to pursue happiness is to pursue God.